The Marlins magic number is down to one. Emergency hotel wedding extravaganza podcast version. Oh boy, the Marlins, they find a way to win it. Last night, four to three, coming back with four runs in that eighth inning. And then Tanner Scott delivering the save. The bullpen delivered. And is the bullpen delivering just at the right time for the Marlins as they look to clinch in the postseason? This is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter or X at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you listen to the pod, of course, hit subscribe. This is your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. It's a Saturday episode, but the Marlins are one game away. Felt like an emergency podcast was required, as you can see by my attire. I haven't dressed up specifically for this podcast, as you may have seen on Twitter. I'm at a wedding today. Beers are being sunk. It's going to be a long day. The Marlins are looking to clinch a postseason berth for the first time in a 162 season for 20 years. It starts at 11.35 p.m. UK time. By that time on Twitter, it could be loose, no doubt about it. Uh, guys, there is a YouTube channel, of course. Don't forget, hit subscribe over there. It is locked on Marlins. See what you did there with the name. Tons of subscribers uh, and equally tons of discourse in the comments in YouTube, which is always great to see. And I appreciate everyone for joining me all year long. Guys, we are almost there. We are almost there. The Marlins magic number is down to one. I recorded last night in advance of the games. We're all kind of looking around thinking, what's about to happen in this wild card hunt? What are the Cubs going to do? What can the Brewers do? Do the Brewers want to win? Do they want to spoil the Cubs? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Didn't they just spoil them? Walking off the Cubs, the Brewers walking off the Cubs in the 10th inning, in extra innings. And boy, oh, boy, the Cubs have just hit a huge skid at exactly the wrong time for them, but exactly the right time for the Marlins. This is the funny thing. The Cubs got hot exactly when the Marlins went cold. Now the Marlins are hot. They're playing good ball. They're hanging tough because, listen, everyone is dinged up. But the Cubs have gone extremely cold in this run-in, and I think it is going to cost them. fundamentally. As we look to this evening's game, guys, the Marlins, they are facing a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates called Quinn Priester. I've never heard of him. Have you heard of him? Let me know in the comments. Have you ever heard of Quinn Priester? Because I haven't. However, when I looked at his headline numbers, what did I see? Well, he's three and two. So that's interesting. But equally, he's got a 786 ERA. 786 ERA. And when you go look at the game log, what you see in the game log is a lot of home runs and a lot of walks. It is basically Johnny Cueto combined with Eddie Cabrera. This is the perfect, perfect guy for the Marlins to face. If they can't get it done tonight, there will be no excuses. The Marlins will be going with a bullpen game. JT Chagua will get the start. Expecting, I think, Brian Hoeing to deliver some length, maybe two or three innings, maybe George Soriano to piggyback, and then we'll wait and see how this game goes. But fundamentally, looking at this right now, the Marlins, if they win, they are in. And they have no better opportunity than to take on Quinn Priester, who gives up a ton of walks and a ton of bombs. It could be a huge way for the Marlins offense to come alive and just get this 
get this game cooked early because fundamentally the Marlins bullpen, they've had to do so much work this last month. So it would be huge if there was a way that in this, maybe this final game, they could take their foot off the gas a touch. Boy, oh boy, I'm not going to lie. Just, I can feel it. I can feel it on Twitter. I can see all the videos that have been appearing. Like everyone is fully locked into the Marlins right now. The bandwagon is absolutely packed. It was empty. It was empty in August. There was no one on the bandwagon. Then all of a sudden they pick it back up. Bandwagon is full and rightly so. The Marlins deserve all the support they're getting right now. It has been a stunning year. And listen, when we look at it, I will look back on it. Skip Schumacher continues to do an incredible job. Kim Ang continues to do an incredible job, giving, giving Skip the tools needed to make the right decisions. And then the guys fundamentally are coming through, no doubt about it. When I look back at where we're at right now, and equally looking forward, because I've said for weeks now, and I said it on yesterday's episode, the Marlins are making this postseason, and I think they're going to face off against the Brewers. However, you know these Diamondbacks are in trouble. Uh, against the Astros. So it's possible the Diamondbacks could even get swept. And if the Marlins sweep the Pirates, which is not out of the equation here, the Marlins won't even need that extra game in New York to seal the wildcard five spot and secure a trip over on the road in Philadelphia, which could be wild. And I know the Phillies fans will be absolutely fretting that. They don't want to face the Marlins. And listen, the Marlins, they may be struggling with starters right now. But for me, the bullpen is coming hot at just the right time. I think I look back to last night's game, and that just, you know, just is is typical of what we're seeing right now with this bullpen. And they need to, they, the guys need to stand up, but everyone is starting to stand up. Okurt, Shagua, Brazaban back in the, in action yesterday. He picks up the win, Brazaban. <coughs> Excuse me, two strikeouts as well. Must say, David Robertson, it didn't work for him in the ninth inning. He, he, you know, faced into some adversity, some challenges there in that ninth inning for the Marlins. It clearly wasn't working. I think, frankly, I think with Robertson, he was on the cusp of being DFA'd when they tried to claim all those guys. In the end, they didn't make the claims. The Guardians went and secured those guys. But Robertson's still around, and Robertson is absolutely delivering in the seventh and eighth inning. Yesterday in the eighth inning, uh, delivering again. Tanner Scott, straight from the uh, from the delivery suite with his with his wife, uh, their first child, straight from the delivery suite, suite, straight back into the Marlins action, straight into save action for Tanner Scott. Love to see it. Tanner Scott now sitting with a 2.35 ERA. That is 11th save of the season. We saw it in the day before as well. AJ Puck has to go more than an inning. AJ Puck, to me, looks right. Andrew Nardi, he's been nails all the way through. For me, all of a sudden, this Marlins bullpen, even though the rotation is heavily dinged, I think when they get to the postseason, that that Skip Schumacher quick hook is going to be in full force. And I think they're going to be effectively bullpen in these, uh, these games because, frankly, and it's crazy to say that, but frankly, the Marlins' strength right now, from a pitching perspective anyway, sits in the bullpen. And that's what we've seen all year. That's why we've so seen so many come from behind one-run dubs. We see it because the bullpen can hold hold, hold, and wait for the offense to deliver. And that's exactly what we saw in last night's game. Let's get into our first ad. This is not going to be a super long episode. It was almost emergency pod, but I wanted to hop on, give it almost the hype in advance of tonight's game, because I think tonight's game will be when the Marlins clinch their first full season, uh, postseason uh, appearance for 20 years. Guys, this episode is brought to you 
by our good friends over at Sleeper. Yes, sir. And listen, you need to get on Sleeper right away. Absolutely. We also need to get the graphics pumped up. So let's get them fired up. Got the graphics in. And listen, the MLB playoffs are around the corner. The Marlins will be in there, as you've heard, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big time. So use the promo code. It's called, The promo code is locked on. It's all in caps, by the way, and you get up to 100 bucks matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, welcome back here. It's uh, Saturday, the 30th of September. It's a Saturday episode of Locked on Marlins. It's coming from a hotel room in the middle of a wedding ceremony. That's how much this means. That's how much dedication I have for this Marlins team. And the Marlins are one game away from sealing and clinching the postseason. And as I've already mentioned, the bullpen is hot. Absolutely scorching hot, the bullpen. And speaking about bullpens, Speak, spoken already about Quinn Priester going for the Pirates. The Marlins are going to go with a bullpen game. And how, I don't know, I feel like it's just like the perfect situation for the Marlins to clinch with a bullpen game. I just feel so 2023 Marlins that in the end, it isn't Sandy Alcantara, it isn't Yuri Perez, the two studs, it isn't any of them. It's not even Braxton Garrett or uh, Jesus Lazardo that have done the heavy lifting in their absence. No. This is going to be all about Brian Hoeing going four innings. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see who needs to pick it up at the back end. And then it's also going to be looking at the offense too. But I think I think it'd be absolutely fitting if the Marlins clinch this postseason berth with a bullpen game, probably with a come from behind uh, one run dub. That would be the ultimate. But for all of us as fans, I think we'd love it if the Marlins offense just came alive early, gave us a big cushion takes all the pressure off Skip, all the pressure off the bullpen, and they can just enjoy it and enjoy the moment because it's going to be one hell of a moment. Then they don't have to worry about Sunday. And this is why it becomes so critical for today. Do not do not just feel complacent about the situation. Win this game. Win this game, get into the postseason, and then you know you can do whatever you want on Sunday. You can rest because the problem is if they need 1-6-2, Braxton Garrett's got to go. If you don't need Braxy to go, then all of a sudden Skip has more decisions to make around which starters he goes for the wildcard series. I think Jesus Lozado, irrespective, still gets the ball in game one. I think you have to go with Jesus Lozado in game one. I then think that I, I, if it was me, I would also consider then going Eddie Cabrera in game two with a very short leash on Eddie Cabrera and the bullpen primed ready to, ready to go. And then you save Braxton Garrett for game three. Appreciate that's not going to be optimal for Brax because he will effectively miss, you know, a couple of days and go backwards in his routine. So I do wonder maybe they go with Braxton Garrett game one, if indeed they want to. So a lot of decisions here, but I think if you then need to use Braxy, um, that then kind of puts things in question for the wildcard series itself, particularly if you need a game three. Eddie Cabrera, let's talk about him from yesterday. Eddie Cabrera, it was vintage Eddie in many ways. Couple of walks in there, three walks from Eddie, uh, three Ks, six hits. He gave up uh, three runs, two of them earned. Um, the bases were juiced and he got out of it with one run. That was a vintage Eddie Cabrera, just playing with fire. It was not his sharpest start. 
And as we've seen with Skip Schumacher, the quick hook has definitely been there. It's been there more so for Eddie Cabrera. It's been there also for Johnny Cueto. Quick hooks, getting into the pen, because that's where the strength of this team sits. It sits in the bullpen right now. And although they'd love Eddie to go deep right now in these games, they're being managed like postseason games. And so you can't just let Eddie continue to labor um, if indeed he only goes 67 pitches. Plenty more in the tank. Plenty more in the tank, but wasn't necessary. Let's talk about this Marlins offense, though, guys, as well. And it's fair to say it was a frustrating game. Frustrating game up until the eighth inning where no action, effectively. Absolutely nothing happening. Then all of a sudden, they start to get something going. Garrett Hampson, uh, another knock, another huge knock. Garrett Hampson playing shortstop. I, I called this out maybe a week or two ago, just saying that it's now time for Garrett Hampson and John Birdie to basically split time at shortstop. No more Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell, for as impressive uh, a clubhouse personality he's been, this comes down to on-field production. And fundamentally, Joey Wendell has not produced all year long. He's been one of the worst hitters in baseball, and it was right for Skip to take him out. Skip Schumacher, as always, he would have communicated that with Joey Wendell, but he is not afraid to make the tough decisions, and that had to be made, and that's benefited the Marlins. The bottom of the order now is producing. You've got Garrett Hampson down there, uh, and he got it rolling yesterday. And then you have to tip your gap. They end up pinch hitting for Jacob Stallings. Luis Arias comes in. Luis Arias hasn't played for probably a week or so. I wasn't certain he was actually going to play again this year, looking at some of those scenes in New York. I mean, his ankle looks in bad, bad shape. But this is just another testament to Luis Arias, the type of character he is, uh, that he basically hobbles out there, takes his pinch hitting, he hobbles out, he laces one opposite field, hobbles to first base, gets on base, obviously naturally would play straight away with a pinch runner, which becomes Nick Fortes. Um, but in the biggest of spots, when the Marlins trying to get something going in the eighth, the way they've looked to do it all year long, behind in games, get the momentum rolling, keep the line moving. Luis Arias stepped up and delivered for his team. Luis Arias after the game, though, interestingly, saying he feels like he could be out there today as a starter. So that is really interesting and huge for the Marlins. I don't think they will. I don't think at this point you need to push Luis Arias any further. I think the Marlins are going to get into the postseason irrespective. I think Luis, sit there and relax, brother. Sit there and relax, and we will see you starting in game one in that wild card. I think that's the right way to manage it at this point. Clearly, a ton of the guys are, are really heavily dinged up at this point. But again, Louis Arias stepping up in a big spot after Garrett Hampson got it rolling. Soler then takes the walk. Then you're over to Kim's boys. And, you know, when we look back on the 2023 season, the Marlins were scorching early, but they need it was clear they needed some help. Needed some more help offensively. Uh, clear that they couldn't continue with Gene Segura, uh, and Zavisel Garcia, etc. Kim went out there and spun some quality deals for Josh Bell and for Jake Berger. Both of them guys in back-to-back -back hits yesterday. Huge hits, tying the game. Kim's boys making it happen. And then it was over to Jazz Chisholm Jr. Sack fly, bringing home that winning run. That is a in back-to-back -back games there for Jazz Chisholm Jr. with huge knocks in the right in the kind of latter innings there. So Jazz Chisholm Jr., situational hitting, baby. We need to see more of that from Jazz uh, as we go. But I must say, since Jazz has adjusted this stance, whew, boy, oh boy, he's looked electric. Um, but Berger and Bell, the impact, the impact they've made on this club, 
Uh, I, I think all eyes will be on Josh Bell in terms of what he does in the offseason, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm 95% certain he opts back into this deal with the Marlins. $16.5 million, a lot of money, particularly for a club um, that look in the ascendancy right now and a culture and environment he seems to be enjoying. It seems a lot of money to turn down uh, in a situation that he likes. Uh, guys, final ad of the day, and then we'll get out of here. Um, but let's get some graphics. Let's get some graphics pumped. There we go. Listen, this episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at DoorDash. Uh, and if you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door, well, with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery deliveries that actually delivers too. They've got thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Want even more value? You can save on all the grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. So get 50% off your first DoorDash order, up to $20 value. When you use the code Locked On MLB at checkout, limited to limited time only. Terms apply. That's fifty percent off, up to twenty bucks. No minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code Locked On MLB. Don't forget that's the code Locked On MLB for fifty percent off your first order with DoorDash. All right, guys, final segment, and it's effectively a goodbye, a good luck, and I will look forward to seeing you soon. Um, the Marlins. They have, they have the perfect situation. They will have no one else to blame, but I don't think they'll need to. I look at this matchup. It's going to be a Marlins bullpen game. The Marlins bullpen is scorching hot. The Pirates pitching, they've been in a similar spot with the Marlins, really. They've just ran out of arms. They've been going tons of bullpen innings. They're trying some of the younger guys. But I'm looking at Quinn Priester right now, and I can just see bombs away. I can see absolute bombs away. And I think the Marlins offense gets absolutely stuck into Quinn Priester early doors. They blow this game open and they absolutely cruise this one. And then they can celebrate, shut everyone down on the Sunday, ring New York and give them the uh, Novak Djokovic, hang up the phone on them boys and say, we are not coming back. The Marlins will not be going back to New York. And frankly, uh, <laughs> I think that's probably for the best. Likely they're going to head to Milwaukee. However, all eyes on the Diamondbacks, all eyes on them against the Astros because it's not out of the equation. Those Diamondbacks get swept and the Marlins ended up taking the wild card five spot, which would be huge, which would be huge. A lot of talk about the wild card, this extra wild card spot. And it has created drama. It's created a lot of teams that were buying that maybe wouldn't have bought at the deadline. But irrespective of that, if the Marlins take the wild card five spot, they would have got in anyway, irrespective of the extra spot. And so listen, the Marlins would have deserved it. Skip Schumacher will be the manager of the year in the NL. Kim Ang could be the executive of the year because I think Kim had the best deadline by far of any club. Nevertheless, guys, thanks for joining me on Locked on Marlins, making Locked on Marlins your first listen. Guys, I hope you listen to this before the game, and I hope to be speaking to you tomorrow afternoon as I get back from this wedding, likely with a ridiculous hangover as we celebrate the Marlins making the postseason and looking ahead to what should be a hugely hungover lineup for the Marlins also. We'll look forward to seeing you then, guys.